0: The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. If quarantine was the quote-unquote lost spring, then does that mean this is the lost summer in Canadian comedy? Or is it the great Canadian comeback? Sure, there's no festivals, there's no events, there's no large crowds, but live comedy is happening again, and we're going to find out what people are doing right now on stage and on screen here in Canadian comedy. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And there is a a back row now, finally. Slowly but surely, there's live comedy happening in Canada. Here in Toronto, we're doing, we we found out last week, there are some sort of pop-up and speakeasy shows happening, and there are outdoor events, and they're sort of figuring out their way around these guidelines. But out west, the clubs are reopening. They might not look the same as they did before, but it's happening. Audiences are coming out again. Uh, Vince Tedesco is on the line, still somewhere in quarantine. We, I just think we're never going to go back to the studio, Vince. Uh,
1: no, no, forget it now. Uh, phase three, though, finally. We finally reached phase three. Phase does three. Not apply to us. Does not apply to us.
0: Does not apply to us. <laughs> it, I mean, that's the thing. As much as I miss, of course, we have our engineer Loretta in the studio. I miss going into our home studios. But at the same time, Vince, I got to tell you, not the worst thing in the world to 10 feet to go be on the air show. And I don't even, I'm not even wearing pants right now, Ken.
1: Okay, a little too much information. But, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. You guys don't even know, I could look like the Unabomber by now. You guys have no idea. We haven't seen each other in like four months.
1: Have you let it grow, Dean? Did you let the beard grow? I know you shaved your head, you said. I'm growing yeah, my I hair now.
0: Shave. It wasn't like yeah. a religious thing. I just literally I couldn't fit <laughs> under a hat anymore, that's all. You know what, Vince, actually, my barber finally texted me the other day because I was emailing him this whole quarantine going, hey, man, when can you reopen? When can you? Oh, I'm just reopening for retail. So he finally he, he he texts me and he says, hey, are you ready for a haircut? No, I gave up and shaved it all off in my backyard like a lunatic. So it's like that Seinfeld where he cheats on his mechanic. Now he's all mad at me.
1: Oh, good Lord. Look at you. What now, are you going to you know? do? He's going to shave. Uh, what like, are you going to do?
0: He's gonna shave like uh, uh make America great again in the back of my head or something when I'm out looking next time I go. Anyways, Vince we have a great show. We got we have uh, today we have of course Brett Forte who hasn't joined us in a while and uh the comedy world's a little bit different now. But he's out in Calgary. He just headlined his hometown Yuck Yucks. Uh, we have a brand new web series we're going to get into. And a little later on in the show, we have sort of a surprise mystery special guest with an Instagram account that gained a cult following, especially from comics across Canada. The comedy world looks a little bit different now, though. And he, he just headlined his hometown, Yuck Yucks, out in Calgary. Comedian Brett Forte is on the line. How you doing, man? We're back.
2: Alberta's back. It's just a giant science experiment for the whole
0: country. You're welcome. You guys really are, because we were <laughs> – it is, though, because we – I know we had Breslin. We had Mark Breslin on the show last week, and he was sort of talking about how to, you know, restart the whole, the empire and just sort of deal with what everybody's been handed here. But here in Ontario, we're sort of – it's a slow trickle. It's, like, weird outdoor pop-up shows and, and events that are, like, secret – speakeasy type shows and stuff like that. But out, out west, you guys are doing it. You guys have clubs reopening again. You have audiences coming out to actual indoor live shows. Yeah, but
2: just, I mean, the last time I was on quote-unquote stage, I was standing <laughs> in a parking lot performing to vehicles, okay? Hoods of yeah. Mazda 3s in West Edmonton Mall parking lot. And uh, that was an interesting experience. It actually worked, man. The honking of the horns actually kept the energy alive and i didn't mind it man cuz if you don't have a car i don't want you in the audience anyways okay i like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well actually and mark brought up that that show last week but i mean we've been doing we've we've been have 4 months of shows where it's comics talking about being in quarantine and how much they're reluctantly doing zoom shows and starting tiktok channels and doing all these weird like pop up shows just sort of dealing with what it is so i mean yeah you're you're at Yuck Yucks, so there's an audience inside, but obviously it's, it's cut in half, it's all spaced out, people are getting their temperatures checked, they're wearing masks. For you going on stage yeah. after all of this, I mean, how surreal is that? What was, how, what was that like coming back from this sort of just being on pause for four months and then coming back to this, and this is what it is now? Oh, I'm not going to dress it up too much. Uh, <laughs> we're, re- we're,
2: reading, uh, we're reading from our notebook up there. We've forgotten our material. And uh, yeah, we're shaking off rust right now, but uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It, I, I've missed it, and uh, you can tell the audience has missed it more than I have, to be honest. And I know that because, man, I've never gotten tips in my life like after a show. Yeah. And Friday, the first show back, you are not even believe this number seven
0: hundred and fifty dollars cash. Yeah, that's that'll probably never happen again in Canadian standup. So. No,
2: and- People were just like, we know you haven't been working for three months. We want to hel- help out. Uh, we want to pitch in. Thank you so much for doing the the podcast and the videos the whole time while we've been down still entertaining us. So
0: they really uh, missed it and uh, made it forward. Yeah, that's the thing. And I want to get after the break get into the podcast, too, and how much of an audience this has opened up. To that. But I mean... Yeah, there, there's, you know, people were doing these these online live stream shows and and all this digital stuff. Like, a lot of comics who normally wouldn't have touched that stuff with a 10-foot pole blocked over it because they had to do something. But, I mean, you can't get that same, it's not the same thing to get emojis popping up on your screen versus actually being in the room talking to people and, and doing a live show and doing what you do. Yeah, TikTok can't replace stand-up. Hopefully not. (laughs) Okay, we're going to come back with more Brett Forte right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
3: Hi, my name is Andrew Johnston. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Is it on
2: 640? Welcome back
0: to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And now there is a back row again. At least in Alberta there is. got comedian Brett Forte on the phone just finished headlining his hometown yuck Yucks club out in calgary so brett before the break we got into a bit of what that was like obviously everything is completely different everything's completely turned on its head but it i mean you're looking at people were people wearing masks in the audience no man this is alberta okay <laughs> <laughs> not one person okay not
2: one and what we have in place are like these little like shower caps you put over the microphone and you're supposed to exchange them before each act goes up. And I'm performing behind like a buffet table now. It's like a bit higher of a table and there's a bit more space.
0: And then there's 22 tables spaced out throughout the club, uh, two meters apiece. So that's yeah, so what deal. You're not getting into a rant and like bleaking on the audience or anything like that. But at oh, least I it's not. Love. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking last week, we had Patrick Hakeem on and they were talking about doing shows where people are wearing masks and I can't even like, he was talking about how you look for people's shoulders to be moving. That's your, like, that's your big laugh. That's your applause. breath. like, it's insane for you. Did it feel like, like after so much downtime and obviously you've done other things, like you have the podcast, you've, I'm sure you've dipped your toes into some sort of mangled form of whatever online comedy stuff is happening, but did at least, did it feel just familiar again right away? Did it feel like, going back to, like, almost as if it never got paused. Well, I I don't know.
2: Uh, It wasn't as hard as maybe I thought it was going to be. I do have to bring the notebook up for uh, reference sometimes or a little piece of paper, whereas before, I've never done that in my career. But um, it's coming back, man. It's good. But I know, to answer your question, I didn't do any of those online shows. Uh, I haven't uh, done the Zoom show yet. I haven't
0: that bad, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah what did you did you find a difference in the audience like are people more because people have been all stuck in the same thing people have been pent up for months now sort of like hibernation are, do people are our audience more loose did you notice or do yeah, people yeah. seem more tense
2: Just like everyone is rushing to get into a relationship right now okay people are rushing to laugh as well they're laughing at setups they're just happy to be out they're laughing before the show even begins and uh, and then they're paying me cash at the door, okay? It's crazy right now.
0: So, yes, yeah, this, this is something you will never actually see again, maybe. Once it does <laughs> go back so to normal, good. it'll go back to what normal was, yeah. Dude, it's
2: crazy. We just found, because my podcast, the Two Mears podcast, okay, we just found out, what do you think a group of meerkats is called? I have no idea, they, Brett. Yeah. They call, them, they call them mob, okay? A and mob. It's because I'm taking cash at the door after shows now in tip. <laughs> we'll
0: mob, Join the mob, baby. Join the mob. Hopefully that lasts through, like, phase three and four and whatever else. For the podcast, too, I mean, in a weird way, for comics who are doing, like, if you have a web series or you had an album you were sitting on that it was time to release or you got the podcast... In, in some way it was at least good for you almost had a captive at-home audience with people sitting around and had no choice but to sort of consume this stuff because i feel yeah, like before...
2: everyone everyone was just throwing their stuff into the campfire everyone was rushing for content online and the only people watching that stuff burn in the fire were the people that threw it themselves there was like no one was getting more listeners but joe rogan joe rogan got his 100 million dollar deal and all of us just watched our own podcast for
0: three months. So I, I don't think it was that great. Maybe the same thing will happen though, because we've, we've been talking to people, Brad, about how, you know, open mic scenes, especially in places like here in Toronto, where it's a huge hub for that, where there's 7 billion open micers and bar shows that probably don't need to happen. This has been sort of a calling. It's going to be like a bit of a, of a forest fire. It's going to be a purge where you'll come back and a lot of that, sort of fat will be trimmed. Maybe it's the same for podcasts, Brett, because a lot of people, you know, everybody and their dog has a podcast now. There's good ones and there's bad ones. Maybe maybe a lot of people will just hang it up after that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Brett, uh, Breslin yeah. last week said that nobody was in the mood for COVID jokes. Was that true of this weekend when you're at
2: Ah, uh, ooh, that's a tough call. I, I feel like you kind of have to touch on some of them. like. Otherwise, you just uh, press and yeah, he play. He said it was the elephant in the room, and
1: then you went on with your regular shtick. But uh, from, from you actually going on stage, was that the case?
2: Well, I, I didn't do much of it, so I don't think they got sick of what I did. Maybe five minutes worth, but uh, I haven't actually seen any comedians fully commit their set to that. Oh, you know what? Here's,
0: yeah, for but- for
2: now here's something real juicy for you. I, uh, I'm not going to name the name yet because I don't know how serious this is going to get. But there is a uh, prominent black comedian in this country who decided to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement on stage, make jokes about it because he's black and the situation matters. He made the audience laugh. And then the manager of that club, uh, not Yuck Yak Chain, uh, got mad at him and said, hey, what are you doing? Don't bum the audience out with this Black Lives Matter stuff. They want to escape it.
3: And this guy's wow. like, are you
2: serious? Like, uh, I have the tape. The audience was laughing. It shouldn't matter what the content is about. So, and that's just bubbling right now, man. That might come out. And uh, I hope it does. And then it's... it's Hopefully, I mean, that's,
0: that's the whole job of what you guys do. is to, I. I mean, you don't have to go and spend... Nobody needs 20 minutes of beating a dead horse. Covid jokes because you're going to get that at open mics no matter what. When they, it's going to be the new Trump joke, but you still have to address what's happening. And yeah, I mean if, that's the whole job of what you guys do is to take what's happening in the world and put that out on stage and dissect it in front of everybody and you know make people laugh about it, take the power out of it. So I mean it's definitely not the place of a booker, especially after an audience has reacted to it. To go, I don't want that on on my stage. I mean that's they're sort of stepping out of bounds there. So hopefully that does come out.
2: Yeah, we'll see. It's not my story to break, so that's why I'm yeah. just... Hey, uh, man, I'm, you know, I'm the insider, Brett Forte. It's
0: on the... It's, it's, on, the, it's matter. on the... Has
2: anything changed, boys? Okay, I'm always on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is
0: it's so on, true. It's on the download. Speaking of the podcast, too, Brett, so what? what's a little bit about this? Where can people find this? People that aren't just you and, you know... I always be facetious,
2: man. Uh, The podcast has taken off. So it's called uh, Two Mirrors, like Meerkat. Uh, And uh, it's me and Todd Ness. And we really found our stride lately. We've picked up a couple sponsors as a result. So now we're finally, uh, you know, one of the rare podcasts in the many field of podcasts that are making money off of this now. And uh, I feel like we're putting on a product that's worth money too. So it's exciting. So yeah, very nice platforms and, uh, YouTube, you can watch it. That's probably the preferred uh, method for you.
0: Very. And so the podcast, of course you're back at yuck. So what's the plan for you? I mean, now out in Alberta, you guys are ahead of us. There are shows happening again, but obviously it's, you know, it's not all rushing back. It's a slow trickle. Can you like, is it, is there an opportunity now to go and self-produce your own shows? Is it, or you just wait for the gig sheet to fill up and see where, what happens next? Like what's the game plan for you from here? If, uh, if the door is open, I'm going to collect it,
2: okay? If the door is open, I'm going to collect it. And, uh, and I am, okay? We got, I got a series of uh, hush-hush comedy shows, they're called. They're secret shows that are password protected, and you only get the location of the show the day of. Uh, Roast Battles will be starting up as soon as uh, I can get up more than 150 people in a club. And uh, and other than that, the club dates will fill the rest, man. But yeah, I'm
0: back to work. Beautiful, glad to hear, it, man. Brett Forte, thank you so much. Everybody, go check out the Two Mirrors podcast. Hopefully, we get to see you on stage here in Toronto sometime soon. But uh, at least you're back out there doing it out west. Stay safe, man. Keep doing what you do. We'll talk to you soon. Adios. And we'll be right back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
2: Hi, this is Brian O'Gorman, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640, Toronto, Toronto,
4: Toronto. Girl of my dreams. things are as bad as they seem.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640, Toronto. And thank you again to comedian Brett Forte out in Calgary. It's good to hear that comics are back on stage finally, but there's still also some exciting stuff going on online. Digital series, web series, podcasts, people releasing albums. We have one series right now. We're going to talk to the co-creators of Cam Girlfriend and find out what that series is all about. We have Daniel M. Rosenberg and Ethan Cole on the line with us. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing great. Doing great. So I was, watching, I, I was watching the teaser for Cam Girlfriend and actually an old friend of mine is, the, is one of the leads in this show, Dave Keystone. We, were, we once were both the hosts of Tinder Tales here in Toronto. But I just wanted to give our audience a bit of a breakdown on what Cam Girlfriend is all about. Because you guys are parodying a very specific genre, a very specific sort of online subculture with this. Right, yeah.
5: So on one level it's about a relationship. But on another level, like, we're actually just looking at the world of webcamming. And uh, we just thought it'd be an interesting thing to look at during this time because really, like, all relationships in some ways have become digital. So this series, in a way, we're exploring digital relationships to a couple where uh, the, the woman in the relationship is a webcam model.
0: And there's almost something meta, almost something fourth wall about you guys putting this out there right now, because we've been stuck in this sort of this new realm content wise where live comedy has been put on pause. So we have a captive audience at home and everybody's releasing all these new series and all this stuff digitally so that people could consume it at home. So that's sort of this audience that you're relying on. And at the same time, you're in a way you're you're satirizing that, the existence of that entire thing at the same time.
5: Yeah, totally. And it's interesting. Webcamming in general has just become so popular right now during this period. So yeah, it is a very like kind of perfect time to release this show.
0: And how did this, like, how was this whole concept born for you guys? Because this is a very different from what you've done before. You joined us last year, actually, to to talk about a, a Daniel. We had you with us last year to talk about a series you were doing last summer. This is a completely different departure from that.
4: It is. It sure is. Yeah. And um, actually, Ethan Ethan had the concept for the show and um, came to to me and to Michael Goldlist uh, again, who I worked with on the night. And um, yeah, Ethan had the original idea for it, came to us, and we loved what he was talking about in this space. It's. As you say, so interesting, you know, the the intersection of of relationships and sex and technology all coming together, uh, a great opportunity for comedy. Ethan's a, a great comedic mind and his show, My Nine-Year-Old Roommate, he'd just done that. So we thought it was, it was a great idea. And I think you guys have tapped
0: into a world here that hasn't really at all been explored at all in comedy before or in really any medium. Nobody's really done any sort of a series about the world of cam girls and cam modeling and all that stuff. It's sort of a completely untapped realm.
5: Yeah and there's because of that there's just so many funny situations to explore which was sort of the appeal. Like there's just some so many funny Seinfeldian or curved type of situations that you can explore in this space that just haven't been explored yet. Really.
4: Yeah when Ethan uh, came, came to us and when he was talking to me about, you know, Seinfeld and Kirby enthusiasm with, with camming that, that seemed like a home run. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, that's the, that's the elevator pitch right there. I think
0: that would do it. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. All right. We're going to come back with more Daniel and Ethan and find out more about Cam girlfriend. We'll be back on Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
3: this is Fiona O'Brien, and I'm in quarantine, in my bed, listening to Inside Jokes.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're switching gears. We're going from the stage... Back to online, we have the new digital web series Cam Girlfriend and the co-creators Daniel Rosenberg and Ethan Cole on the line with us. So before the break, you guys were telling us a bit of a breakdown what Cam Girlfriend is all about. It is, of course, so it's a show about a relationship, but it takes place in this world of webcam modeling, this world of Cam Girls that nobody has really, really touched on before in comedy at all. And you guys were talking about how it allows you to set up certain situations within that world, almost give it the Larry David treatment. For you guys, how fun was that just sort of being able to spin these things at the characters in each episode just completely based on what this world is?
5: Yeah, it was it was so much fun because like obviously we do like we had to do a ton of research and then we'd find something <laughs> about the world that'd be really quirky. Like, you know, we're like, oh, they have a, they have a wish list, they have sort of a registry, and we're like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of similar to like a wedding registry, and then we try to make it relatable. We're like Well, what if they use their own registry to get gifts for their friends? We like for every single thing, we try to kind of take it back into a more relatable world and just find the quirky, interesting things about the world again. So yeah, it's a lot of fun.
4: Yeah. And we were, we were really lucky. Um, Lily LeBeau, along with Dave Keystone, they star in the show. And Lily herself is a a cam cam model um, and has worked in adult films. And so she has a perspective that's extremely interesting and, she was a she uh, helped as a story consultant as well, um, so she brought you know an authenticity even right at the development stage and writing stage. So we were able to ask her a lot and make sure that it was though it goes down this crazy wild ride of comedy, it's all based on real cam life. So you can actually sort of
0: you can spin the situations out of that world and you can sort of be self-deprecating about it, at least from her standpoint, but you're actually, you're not sort of talking down to that world or to that audience at the same time. Yeah, not exactly.
5: At all. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that anyone in the industry who watched it would feel as though there was an authenticity to it, and the response we've gotten so far from that industry has been really, really positive. Everyone seems to really love it. That's been good. Well, I think-
0: I think the timing of this is perfect, too, because, I mean, you guys have accidentally, I would say, obviously, this all took place before COVID. You have accidentally tapped into all of this change that's happening all at once because of this whole quarantine situation, that's changing the way people date. It's changing people's sex lives. It's changing, obviously, the entire world of comedy. So, I mean, you guys have sort of all at once tapped into all of these things that actually weren't even happening when you were doing this show.
5: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's interesting because we always felt, you know, that there's still more and more and more, there was this digital aspect to any relationship, but now like you're exactly right. It's been so exasperated with COVID that there's just such a digital element to any type of dynamic. So yeah, it's perfect timing.
0: And for you guys, it's interesting. I mean, as, as, as show creators and showrunners and and working in this online realm, It's sort of I hate to say I I wouldn't call it a boom because it hasn't this hasn't been a beneficial situation for anybody. But there's certain obviously certain areas that are that are more attuned to this. So there are there is an audience at home looking for content. That's been the case the whole time. How much do you guys think this is going to change live comedy and live entertainment versus what you guys do? I mean, do you see things moving more towards the, the digital platform permanently?
4: I I think so. I mean, it it I think you it's really hard to replicate what you feel in front of a live audience. And, you know, even as we know, like when when you're in the same room, if, if we were in the in the booth or in the studio with you guys today versus how we're doing it now, there's there's something definitely lost there. But I think people are making a lot of strides and we're all kind of getting used to it. And I don't think it'll ever go away because there's something so special about People being in the same room together, but I think we're finding finding the best ways to deal with it and um, making do. I think so too. We've almost found this
0: weird sort of self isolationism, you know, and it's become it's it's just become habit. It's almost it's almost hard to go back to remembering what things were like before this, even though it's not that long ago. I think that the behaviors that are learned now are gonna be so ingrained. I think you're gonna, walking down the sidewalk, you're going to swerve to avoid the person coming the opposite way and all that stuff. And I think it's, it's changed the way people are going to behave socially. It's almost this weird thing where the entire world has just become one big Facebook where you are used to being on your own and being sort of reclusive, but the whole world is this open community, but it's all just online. For sure. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, there you go. Maybe Cam Girlfriend has accidentally tapped into a new social change here. <laughs> you guys were accidental philosophers with this series. Thank you. We'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> but can, where where can people watch this, by the way? I think it's it's perfect because it does tap into so much of what's going on. And also it's something that people just need right now, which is just smart. New comedy, and I think now is a good time with everything happening in the world for just some good old-fashioned, new, relevant escapism, for sure.
4: Totally, yeah, and you can, you can watch it um, on YouTube, so youtube.com slash camminglife, C-A-M-M-I-N-G-L-I-F-E, and uh, all the episodes are there. We've got a new one coming out every Friday.
0: And it's wrapped into a lot of what's going on right now, not just romantically, dating-wise, socially, comedy-wise, and how everything is just happening online right now. Thank you again so much, you guys. Make sure everybody check out Cam, Girlfriend, Daniel, and Ethan. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: You're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. I'm at the sock, and I don't know why I just did this. I'm just kids trying to do with this Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. So this show, we've covered everything that's finally happening in comedy again after COVID. There's live shows happening out west. Comedy clubs are opening back up again slowly but surely. There's new web series popping up. We're completely switching gears now, though. We have a bit of a, I'm going to say, mystery guest with an Instagram account that has actually become a cult favorite with comedians all across the country. We have Jenny Jo on the line, AKA the Edison twins. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? So it took A little bit of background <laughs> for our audience. We're still in quarantine mode. We're still not back in our studio. So we've been dealing with crappy phone lines, mainly mine this entire episode so far. Uh, but we have you in an undisclosed location, somewhere in Canada, <laughs> And so how did this all, so to give our audience a bit of a background, so you have this Instagram account, Edison Twins, completely just out of, I guess, being a fan of retro-Canadiana. I mean, you have all these fantastic, like, deep, deep cuts on there. You've got great classic Canadian comedy, old movies, TV shows, like, you're unearthing stuff that I think the CBC doesn't have in their archives at this point. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it's kind of been um, such a pleasure to be able to post that stuff because I've been obsessed with it my whole life. Like basically growing up, I'm from such a tiny little town. It's like the classic story of having three channels and most of them are CBC, you know. So we had like CBC local and CBC national. And then on occasion with the proper antenna, we would get like CTV. So. I probably grew up with all my life lessons from TV shows that hopefully other people watch too, and I think they have. But like mainly, like you know, I learned about everything about birds and bees and everything like that from Degrassi. I would say, and I would say maybe Street Legal. Those would be like (laughs) nice, yeah. Street Legal. And then yeah, but then um, moving around with like my dad's job and stuff like that plus school I got to live in so many different provinces I think that's helped as well because different provinces you know you have different kids shows and you have different uh local tv people so some of the stuff that I post you're right like super deep and it's just stuff that I randomly come across or I randomly think of and I'm shocked how many people it resonates with sometimes that I'm just blown away so it's been super fun
0: well, that's why I was trying to figure out, because I came across – I stumbled across your account and all this, because this is stuff that I love too, and it's also a huge part of what this radio show is all about – And I grew up in a similar area. What we used to do out at camp, I remember, because we have camps up north. We don't have cottages. Right. You would take, like, a bicycle tire and speaker wire and toss that up into the tree, and that's what your antenna was. And I feel like I probably need that on my Rogers phone right now for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I need the Thunder Bay Bay antenna for this episode, apparently, on Toronto (laughs) radio. But even, I remember going, I would, I was such a paranoid kid, but I would, I would grow up, yeah, watching Degrassi and all this stuff. And I'd run into my parents' room in the middle of the night, wake them up in the middle of the night going, I don't want to be a teenager. I don't want to get into a drunk I know, I was petrified of being a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) It really was. It was a lot of fear mongering with that show. But I mean, the stuff that you tap into with this, I mean, for our listeners, obviously there's the big ones. I mean, it's, you have like old retro Martin Short and SCTV and early SNL and all this, all these great Canadian greats. But I mean, even beyond that, I mean, you cover TVO, 80s TVO was like this golden yeah. age, I like, I like to think of it as like, that That was our answer to like, the new Hollywood, like,
3: absolutely, you
0: yeah. know, I, I like to imagine like, Heather Conkey and Pokeroo doing lines off the Report Canada desk, yeah. and that kind of thing. It was this heyday. <laughs>
3: Whoa. I googled that, <laughs> <It> happened. Yeah, <laughs> favorite I do part.
0: think that happened. But you've, yeah. so I mean, this, this came yeah. out of this place of just, love and nostalgia obviously being such a huge fan of this and i think it's a great resource too that a lot the reason why a lot of comics have followed this is because yeah you know we spend so much time talking on this show especially about how how canada has manufactured so much talent and so much comedy Mm
3: -hmm. we
0: we've never really had one place to sort of catalog this which is what you're basically doing
3: Hmm, and and it's an interesting discussion too that I'll have with people, especially with comedians. I find, but also um, musicians. So, like, I don't know if, if you saw the post I made. It's probably over a year ago about Stomp and Tom when he gave up. Yes, his like he shoved them back in their face, and he like literally packed them into a box. So there's like footage about him saying how he. Didn't think it was fair that they were talking about, you know, giving awards to people who essentially were living in the States and, and still winning Junos. And so there's this huge controversy. And I, I found that a little bit, um, I don't know, it, it might have rubbed people the wrong way in terms of, you know, some opinions were like, well, people shouldn't be recognized for their, you know, working in the U.S., um, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes there's like some good conversation that comes out of it. And, and some people are just adamant that people who don't live in Canada anymore should be having this Canadian recognition. But I'm like, why not? Like, these are all success stories. I love a Canadian celebrity. Like there's the running joke about is there actually a Canadian celebrity? In fact, some of the like Canadian actors I follow will joke about that all the time. And it's just like we have our own brand of comedy. We have our own culture and we have our own type of celebrity so why not honor that and i'm just so stoked that people are enjoying like me posting about that stuff you know
0: (laughs) absolutely and you've definitely tapped into something there that's a big conversation for us we're going to come back actually with more jenny aka edison twins right here on inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto
2: hi My name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640.
4: Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640
0: Toronto.
2: There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, that's where I'll always
0: be.
1: Ever stop I me.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. And, of course, we have a guest that we've never had before on the show, uh, and we've had no guests like this, really, which is basically a walking Instagram CanCon archive, Jenny Joe, a.k.a. Edison Twins. So, Jenny, before the break, we were getting into how you started this whole page and where it came from and just this love of Canadian nostalgia for you. But you have completely mm-hmm. tapped into something that, I mean, This is we're we're entering season five of the show, and that's what this show has always been about, is just spotlighting Canadian comedy. And I think you tapped on something before the break where, you know, you were talking about how a lot of people don't want to take ownership of, of quote unquote, Canadian celebrities who make it big stateside. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the stuff that you put out there highlights the fact that even though we are sort of always stuck in this identity crisis between the US and the UK and what our comedy is all about. We do have our own brand and we do have our we own do. flavor. We've just never defined it.
3: Absolutely, we do. And people from the States love it too. Like every from Britain, we do have our own brand and I, you would know better than I do, obviously. But I do feel like we're so influential. Like there's so, especially comedy, like there's so many comedians that have come out of Canada and like, you know what? It's just because we don't have like some certain definition of what it is. I feel like you and and your comedian buds would be able to point to certain things that are absolutely Canadian. Am I wrong?
0: Absolutely. I mean, find one, one good serious American standup comic who doesn't, who didn't watch kids in the hall, you know, I mean,
3: exactly. Yeah. just like people in Seattle
0: knew who Gord Downey was. I mean, we do have that impact on the world. We just, we sort of, we're almost bashful about it, we never take yeah. ownership of it, and we just go, well, it's not it's not the same, yeah. you know?
3: And the other thing is, a lot of times I feel like people don't even know who Canadians are, like that so celebrities, let's say, are actually Canadian. I remember I was actually an exchange student in high school in Germany, and I could tell you many stories. And uh, I one of my things was just to become so patriotic when I was there. Like, this is in the late 90s, eh? So, like, nobody... Like nobody spoke English, it was all German. So I'm trying to fumble my way through. But I was like, "Did you know Michael J. Fox is Canadian?" And then <laughs> to Pamela Anderson, like, <laughs> like this walking flag. But yeah, people don't know. Some people don't know Keanu Reeves is Canadian. Like all these big names. If you want yeah, to go there, yeah, totally. But yeah. Here, here's mm-hmm. a because bit of trivia
1: we, for Jenny. Here's a bit of Yeah, we do. For Vince, this our
2: producer. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. There was a show. There, okay. There was a show in Ontario. Um, I'm dating myself, but me growing up remembers this. I think it came on after Mr. Dress Up. Shout out to Mr. Dress Up. About a homeless French clown.
0: Oh, I know Anybody what you're talking
1: about. He had the clown face, and he's like a homeless clown. And it was, he was, he, obviously, it was a show from Quebec, but we got it after Mr. Dress Up. Anybody out there help me out? What was that show? Oh,
0: without. I, Oh, you go. Yes. You go. You no, know, I can picture the clown,
3: but Why? I can't did remember that, the uh, name. That, yeah, the Parley Parley Mois. Mois?
1: It looked like if Ronald McDonald got thrown in a dumpster, yeah. and then a week later he came out,
3: and it was Is this it, guy. <laughs> Is it Parley Moi or something like that? Like a yes? Was it French? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was French. I never, yeah, it was. Par, I'm pretty sure it's Parley Moi. But you know what? Full disclosure. I didn't I didn't grow up in Ontario, so oh. I never watched that show. But I in my like searching I've come across this freaky clown and it was related to this <laughs> show called Parlay Mois, but I haven't actually watched is that what it is?
1: It was um, Parlay had... Mois. But... Yeah. Hey it that was, could
3: be
0: your
1: what... next
3: post,
0: Jenny Pegasus. It was Parlay Mois because they also had the talking pineapple, Anana. Ah,
3: yeah. I found that. Hey, scene. look at these yeah, I made I made a mashup of the Talking Pineapple with a Canadian song that I'm not going to say, but I'm going to be posting it soon. <laughs> for there, you. There you
0: go. Of, of course you did. <laughs> All right. So, Jenny Joe, Edison Twins, where can people find your stuff on Instagram? We want to get as many people following this page as possible oh, because it's oh. fantastic.
3: Oh, thank you. It's just at Edison Twins, like the TV show. If you know you're Canadian, at, Canadiana.
0: Oh, absolutely. We have, we definitely have that in this episode for our listeners. And if you don't, then why are you even listening to this radio show in the
3: first place? Yeah, what are you doing?
0: What are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was great that we were able to reach out to you. I love the stuff that you're putting out there. I know people in the comedy world are definitely tapping into that, and we want to get as many people on it as possible.
3: You guys are so lovely. Thank you so much for chatting. I totally enjoyed myself. And I'm going to go That's watch Parley Bois.
0: There we go. There I'm going to go phone Rogers and get them to get me a radio for <laughs> until COVID is over. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you again so much to this week's panel. Comedian Brett Forte back out on stage out in Calgary. The new web series Kangaroos with Daniel and Ethan and of course Edison Twins on Instagram. Follow her now for Canadiana Deep Cuts. You can get all of our episodes from Season 4 right back to the beginning on Global News Online. That's our show. We'll be back next week.
3: Get on your phone, Dean. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx
2: this week, featuring Brett Forte. Clapped in the '80s, you know, uh, you could kind of bullshit your way through that decade because there wasn't any Googles or anything, right? Spoiling your bullshit act. My my dad, picture this: growing up in Edmonton, he's dancing at the bar one time, right? Relax, don't do it. Frankie goes to Hollywood. I know my crowd. Yeah. (laughs) He stands and a girl comes up to him and she goes, Oh my God, are you? Are you Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> my dad, without missing a step, just goes, Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> he goes, Are you really Wayne Gretzky? He goes, 99. He's like, Oh, he knows his jersey number. It's definitely Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Went home with him. Went home with him based on that intel. And that intel only. <laughs> That means the best story, okay? That means the best part of the story. is Somewhere in Edmonton, to this day, yep. there is a woman whose go-to story, right? Her <laughs> number one tales. Yeah, Rhonda f- the great one, huh? <laughs> but in reality, uh, Rhonda f- the Leon's delivery driver. <laughs> f- among now, you know what I mean?